Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers, a podcast where two friends with the same name talk about everything board game related and introduce new players to the hobby. And now, here are your hosts, the biggest losers in all of board gaming, Darren and Darren. Welcome to Board Games Are For Losers. I'm your host, Darren. And I'm also Darren. And on this episode, I'm not sure if we're doing a Double D's Dirty Dozen or a Loser Talk. I really don't know. A little of both. (laughs) Are you ever sure what we're doing on an episode? I just figured it out like five minutes ago. Nice. Okay. (laughs) One thing I do know is we have a very special guest, returning guest, uh, third time, I think, on a podcast, uh, Max Jamelli. Welcome to the show. Thank you, gentlemen. Good to be here. And if you guys remember, Max was on some of our very early episodes, uh, episodes seven and eight. It was uh, a single-digit episode. Nice. Yeah. It was our, when the podcast was in its infancy, and then you came back for something else somewhere along the line, 30-something. You let me back. <laughs> well, Dayron, uh, can you remember, do you know when that episode seven and eight were, when Max was first on? It's pre-pandemic right mm-hmm. yes, yes uh t- <laughs> when did we start the podcast uh let me i'm gonna go with it had to be early 2019 late 2018 maybe you're correct it was january of 2019 Boom. very early 2019 yeah did it i know is that crazy <laughs> i would have so, guessed much earlier than that <laughs> it's almost well it's almost four years ago which is shocking that we're still going right well <laughs> and people are still listening that's unbelievable well we don't know that they are but the key to longevity is to not record a lot of episodes then we stay right. fresh that's, that's right you keep the listeners wanting more so oh yeah so it's been almost four years since we first had you on max and uh for those who don't remember uh max was one of the designers on the games of lords of baseball so that's why we wanted to to bring you on and we're going to refer listeners back to episode uh seven and eight to to learn a little bit more about the game but the the topic today is going to be kickstarter games uh which we haven't really talked about yet no we've been actually been no. saving that topic for this very moment and the reason max is back on breaking news big important announcement is the lords of baseball is on kickstarter right now so that's right why now. that's why that's why we have him on because max how many years in the making oh my goodness uh, those are words that i don't think I, I, I never thought I'd actually hear those words spoken in, in an accurate way. <laughs> Lords of Baseball is live on Kickstarter right now. We, we started this journey, my father and I, back in, it, it was 2010, 2011-ish. So, I mean, wow. 50 years or so, it feels. That's, that's awesome. That's when we started <laughs> thinking about this podcast. So, it's the same sort of, <laughs> same sort of thing. You've probably done more work, though. If you go and, back to that podcast, you, we actually talked about when it was coming out, yeah. and I was under the impression that it was going to be really soon, but you know, really soon just happened to be four years, and, and, and <laughs> we're so, here. And you probably don't know this, but Dayron and I agreed to stop the podcast as soon as it released, and so I was hoping it was two years ago. <laughs> Wait, I, 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 I'm just learning about this now. So, so you're saying this is our farewell this episode. <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting all these years. <laughs> so wow, I boy, I haven't been dumped in a while, but now I remember what it feels like. <laughs> it, it, you cut me deep, Trek. <laughs> right. So, um, 
So, Max, why don't you tell us, uh, you know, just very briefly, and those who want to know more and go back to listen to Episode 7 and 8, but tell us a little bit about your game, Lords of Baseball. Sure. So, if, when you hear baseball, you probably think nine innings, but Lords of Baseball is not a nine-inning simulation like you might think. It's actually more of a medium-weight Euro game where you score victory points in various ways. You know, winning games will score you points, but you're also going to score points for having a strong farm system, a well-designed stadium, money gets you victory points, things like that. And the game features multiple phases that represent the different times of the year. In, in each phase, players use cards. There's actions that make your team stronger, that give you more fans, help you build the stadium, help you make money, things like that. It's a one to eight player game. I would say a good time frame is anywhere between 30 and 40 minutes per player per season. You can play one to seven seasons and really it's up to the table there. That's the, the crux of the game. I think quickly. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to say, so I had a, um, I, I like your description of it's not nine innings of baseball. It's about owning the team and making making money and getting victory points through that way. I had a friend uh, in college who would play a baseball video game. I can't remember which one it was. Um, and most people play video games to like play through the actual game, like nine innings of baseball. He would, no, no, he would draft his team in the spring training and simulate the entire season mm-hmm. and then afterwards rebuild the team and go to the next season. I looked at him like, what are you doing? And then I realized that's what this game is. That He was doing that yeah. probably before you guys even had the idea for the game. And now it's Head come to life time. in a board game and it's awesome. I hope your friend buys the game. Oh, he sounds definitely like, will. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like something you like. Well, this is, you're absolutely right, Daron. This is the type of game for, I know plenty of people like that too, who just love the stats of baseball and the management of a baseball team. And this is the type of game that's perfect for those individuals. Daron and I have played the game several times over the years. Um, and I also like your description, Max, the fact that the table can play however they want. Like you can play, you know, one year, two year, three years. It it was really fun. We've done a little of all of it. We've pretty much played it every year since, man, probably before we had a podcast. Oh, <laughs> been a while, but to, the the way the game changes a little bit if you play one year versus three versus five versus seven is just how big your stadium gets. But mm-hmm. if if you just if you decide as a table we're just going to all neglect our stadium, you can all start with the same kind of team and just kind of see who wins the most games, but that's not the crux of the game. I I will tell you one of the most common mistakes that new players are going to make, they're going to want to build their team to win games Mm -hmm. because they want their favorite team to win. But the, the game is actually set in the 1910s when the owners wanted to win, but they wanted to make money more than anything. And winning happened. Hey, great. Awesome. But if the money didn't come in, there was going to be problems. So winning games is important in this game, but it's not the only thing. Okay. Um, And what would you say if somebody's not like a huge baseball fan? Is this game still for them? Absolutely. And uh, what I love about this game, the very first player I I play tested it with 37 years ago, (laughs) I asked him, do you like baseball? No, he hated baseball. (laughs) Oh, he hated it. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, he loathed it. It was was the biggest waste of time. But when he played the game, he said, there's a game here. And he was one of the first people who helped us develop into something, at least. So thematically, my father and I are big baseball fans, so it's not a surprise that we designed a baseball game. But 
you can enjoy the game for what it is as an economic simulation without getting into the depth of theme that we've built in there. Okay. I think if you like baseball, it's a plus. We'll, we'll put it that way. Yeah. You don't have to like baseball to like the game, I don't think. Interesting. So I kind of liken it to Viticulture. Have you, have you guys played Viticulture? Oh, yes. yeah. Yep. Yeah, where, where that's it has a great theme. And if you like wine and if you understand the winemaking process, it makes more sense and it, it like kind of fits in thematically. But I also played Viticulture recently with my 10 year old son. And I hope he doesn't know a lot about winemaking or wine drinking. <laughs> and he really liked it because underneath the theme is a really solid game. That's kind of how I see Lords of Baseball. And you don't really have to like it at all. You can you, you just have to play a solid game underneath the uh, theme. As long as you manage your resources, you can perform well in, in Lords of Baseball. Awesome. So where can uh, people check it out? Just go to Kickstarter and search Lords of Baseball? I would search Lords of Baseball. The other thing you can do is get, get on Board Game Geek and look at the Lords of Baseball page. We have our link up there. We have a, a Lords of Baseball Facebook page. Um, the publisher L4 has a Facebook presence. Uh, they have a link for it as well. Um, there's multiple, multiple areas that find my Facebook page. I'll probably have it linked all over the place too. Um, just, just the fact that it's out there (laughs) over, over this time, like I said, I never thought we, I never thought we'd get there. So I, I have spammed all of my lists that, that I, that I have that I'm just super pumped that, that here we are. Yeah, and, and obviously we're going to post it on all of our social media podcasts. By by the way, Darren, we're we're changing our podcast name. We're going to now be the Lords of Podcasting. I hope you <laughs> hope you're okay with that change. That's, that's already a given. <laughs> <laughs> the Lords of Podcasting. We're introducing Lords of Baseball. It's perfect. And, and and so also, if you want to find out any more about the game, go listen to episode seven and eight. One talks about the game, and then one talks about the design process in the game. We have a whole episode on that, which I think is very interesting. So if you haven't listened to that, uh, I think it's a good episode to, to go back and listen to. Um, now, because of the, the Kickstarter aspect, our uh, Double D's Dirty Dozen now is going to be talking about some of our the Kickstarters that we've backed. Some of the winners and, of course, uh, some losers as well. <laughs> <laughs> How fitting that we're, <laughs> we're so, losers talking about loser, pi- uh, loser Kickstarter. Well, we'll see who's the biggest loser here. I think it's going to be you, Dan. Oh, I don't it, know. it definitely is. I, you know, <laughs> before we get into it, I'd like to – we talk about Kickstarters uh, and crowdfunding projects in general – Lords of Baseball is what crowdfunding is made for, right? This is what the original intent of Kickstarter for board games was, taking uh, two small independent designers and what I believe is a small publisher. Max, you can correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I've never heard. Yeah, it's a small publisher and a game that wouldn't otherwise be made if Mm. not for crowdfunding and kickstarting. And so that's why I love this project because of that. Because as you'll hear when we go through my list, I got a little sour on Kickstarter because of the games that were produced and basically it was a pre-order system for a game that was going to come out in retail and be in Target 20 minutes after I got my copy. Yeah. And and so for my list, of, we're each going to talk about three Kickstarters that we like. And for my list, a very similar thing. Like I'm not going to mention Kickstarters that um, I could have gotten some other route. Like... I've ba- I backed Gloomhaven on Kickstarter. I backed um, Everdell on Kickstarter, but those aren't gonna. Those are great games, 
but they're not going to make my list because those you could still get. I, I want to talk about games that if it wasn't for Kickstarter, I probably would have never played them and they possibly would have never been made. So I think the, absolutely that's the whole reason behind Kickstarter. And with that comes some games that should have never been made. <laughs> <laughs> 99% of mine. Uh, can we do stats first? Because you know yes. I love stats. All right. Yes. <laughs> and it is important in context here to, to know how many Kickstarters we've backed. All right. So do you want me to go through all of my stats first? I got, yeah, a, I got I a lot of them. No, I, just I don't got, think you do. <laughs> no, no, no I, I mean a lot of different. Oh, you got a lot of stats. A lot of okay. stats, not a lot okay. of Kickstarters. Okay, got it. <laughs> All right, so here, here we go. Here's my here's my stats. Bear with me. So I I went through the list and I've backed only twenty four total games. I know that's well, that's more than I thought. Okay. okay. All right. That, yeah. So and and only one is recent. So it's only one I have not gotten yet. All right. Okay. So out of those twenty four games, I want you guys to guess how many of those games uh, are button shy wallet games. Ooh. Ooh. You pack all theirs. I don't know how many they made, but I'd say at least ten. I'm going six. All right, because I don't know how many they made either. They, they've made a, a lot of them, and you guys split the difference. I've out of the twenty four, nine have been button shy. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So, so that goes, I didn't go over. So Price is Right, I win. Price is Right, Max wins. It's perfect. <laughs> so nine of my games have been in uh, button shy games, uh, the wallet okay. games. Right, out of the twenty four, I've already gotten rid of six of of those games. I don't have them anymore. Uh, okay. And I don't call my game, so that says a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, of the 24, six of those games I've played 10 or more times. Okay. Uh, two I have not played at all. Oh, okay. Um, six I've only played once, which says a lot. You know, that's that's the bad ones. Yeah, obviously. that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a total number of plays for all my Kickstarter games is 162. So they're averaging seven plays apiece. Well, you play a lot of those button shy games. Yeah. So I think that really brings up the number. And when I talk about my top three, I'll talk about the number of plays because my most frequently played is going to be my, probably be my top three if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. All right, Max, how about you? What do you have for Kickstarter stats? I mean, following that, I mean, I I almost feel like a Kickstarter addict (laughs) because I have, I have backed 70. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> seven zero. Okay. And then this dates back to, I believe 2012 or 2013. But as far as plays go, there are uh, 10 games on the list that have been played double digit times. Okay. Mm. There are three games that have been played more than 25 times. Okay. Uh, it's going to take me a second here, but bear with me. There has been 20 games that I haven't played yet. Oh, Oh, okay. And some of them are, I mean, I have my list and one of the games I have not played yet is a game that hasn't come in yet. So that's not quite, that's not their fault. That's no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm waiting to get the, the first play in when I get it. Um, that's, I, I backed, that's a big chunk, though. Right? That's a big chunk. Is. Yeah. As far as f- I financial backing, uh, I tracked how much I've spent, Ooh. and I have averaged. So among my seventy games played or seventy games backed, the average is just under thirty eight dollars. 
Okay. So it's it's okay. a little over two thousand five hundred. Okay. Which that's... man, when you look at it, <laughs> that's yeah, but over the years, of, yeah, over, over the, the years, over the years, it's, yes. it's not bad. It's, yes. I didn't spend yeah. twenty five hundred all at right. once. Right. But uh, man, that's for, for a lot of unplayed plastic. I feel bad. Like once we, we're done with this, I'm going to go play like 20 games to make myself feel better. <laughs> All right. So of the unplayed list, what's the one you want to get to first? Like you pick one out of those 20. Right, like name wise? Yeah. Like there, which one are you dying to play? You just haven't. There's two of them that, that I have in my possession right now. One of them is called Pergamon, which is an archaeology style game. Now, full disclosure, I have played the game online before. But I backed the new version on Kickstarter because I thought it was a game my son would like. Oh, so or, I, did, I, or did you think it was called Pokemon? Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think my son would like it, so I'd, I'd like to play that. And a couple of years ago, I backed a game called Age of Civilization, which is a, a pocket Civ game. And, and there's, a, there's a lot of meat to a box that is really, really, really small. The company that put that out made a game called Age of Galaxy, okay. which is a more spacey civilization game. Um, th- those would probably be the two that I can't wait to play the most. Okay. Hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, Dayron, why don't you guess how many I've backed on Kickstarter? Oh, I think you told me. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to back out of this one, Max. Go ahead. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'm going to try to make myself feel better. I will say you have backed 85. No. Cause you're, you're but- a game buyer. I am, but I'm very close to you, 66. Okay. Um, with the caveat that I actually back stuff outside of board games on on Kickstarter. So I actually didn't... I tried once, and it I, didn't fund. I was bummed. Yeah, that happens. And so I... Because I didn't do the stats like you guys, because I didn't know what this episode was about till 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, but... Um, I, most of my stuff is is board games or board game related. I did mm-hmm. I did back my infamous uh, gaming notebook, <sighs> which I'm using right now. Accessories <laughs> for what uh, purpose? Well, to take notes. So, like, uh, they run doesn't look good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's an audio podcast. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Gaming. I don't you backed the notebook. I backed the notebook. You backed, and, it, and I looked at it. It's just a notebook. It's well. It's a no. That's we have a whole episode on that. I don't I remember. remember what it, I remember that, that was like episode three or four. Oh my gosh! I can't believe eighteen years later, and we're still debating this stupid notebook. Uh, I Kickstarter. <laughs> I've backed like gaming coins. I backed a meeple bottle opener. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's that great. could be a whole episode too about oh. that bubble opener. Um, so, so I have a several, a few other things, but I think uh, probably I'm about fifty to fifty-five board games that I've backed on. Okay, um, All right now that's legit. Yeah, and going back to 2016 was my first one. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like I said, I do back some of the. So I will say, like I've backed. Gloomhaven, Everdell, uh, Raccoon Tycoon on their second uh, Kickstarter. Okay. So some of these games I'll wait to see if they're popular. And then, you know, okay, Gloomhaven's a hit. I'll They come back on Kickstarter again. Each of those games I backed on the second round. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm a little kind of 
maybe what conservative. What makes it for you? Like, Gloomhaven is allegedly the number one game in the world on some websites, and I guess that's good. So what <laughs> what well, what I would do is, like, I'll browse uh, Kickstarter, and if it seems interesting to me, I'll flag it. It's like, eh, remind me. Remind me, save save for later. Yeah, sure. save it for later. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sold. I'll wait till the game. Uh, I, I take the now, especially the philosophy that if the game's really good, it'll come back on Kickstarter or it'll be in retail. So, But there's some games that are smaller that I know that won't. So if I really want it, I'll get it now. But I knew, like, hey, if Gloomhaven's going to be good, I'll be able to get it down the road. So I'm not going to rush out and back it now so there are there are a number of of games like that that i know like the the pledge level or the the goal is we'll say twenty thousand, and they raise like six million yes i i'm not sure lords of baseball is going to raise six million so if you're listening out there don't wait for retail click that back button. <laughs> yes <laughs> breaking news i just looked at the pledge and it's at six million good job <laughs> Yes, I think Lords of Baseball is a good example of one of those games. Like, hey, I grab it while it's out there because, and I have several of those, and and a few are my my top list of Kickstarters. Like, I'm glad I backed that because I enjoy it, and it's it's really hard to get now. Um, so, so I kind of I wouldn't say I'm conservative in my backing, but I'm no. a little <laughs> little more. No, I mean, but if it's more than like forty bucks, I'll probably think about it. Like, yeah, we'll wait and see. So. Wow, you uh, have some impulse control. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> well, the longer I've gone into Kickstarter, the more I've kind of evaluated more cautiously. I only have he's, five outstanding right now. He's so worked on over five the years. Games. Yes, yeah. I've uh, yeah, I'm I'm waiting on five games right now. Okay, so Ooh. so yeah, so with that, I, they run. I don't know how many games I'm waiting for. That's that's a good. Well, I have to check my list. There's I was at that point at one point. I'm like, I don't know how many games. Uh, you know, who knows how many? Maybe it's ten. Maybe it's twenty. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I, yeah. I'm only at four. So okay, okay. that's okay. <laughs> so now I'm at five. So right. slowed. I have slowed down in the last two or three years. So, so let's talk about our top three. Day run. Are we going to go three to one or? Of course, that's what you okay. have to go. That's all what right. what we all do normal then. countdowns do. <laughs> okay. right. Our number three favorite Kickstarter game, uh, Day Run. We're not going to let our guests go first. No, let's let our guests. Okay, go. Max. Yes. Let's let Max go so, first. so I, I broke that when when Dayron told me like to prep a little bit. Uh, I broke it down into like my favorite game or the best value, like actually. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, purchasing power plays per money. So I, I'm going to give you my favorite game though, because I think that's that's better. Okay. So my my, num- my number three favorite game is actually a game that was designed and published by one of the people who who is really integral in Lords of Baseball, uh, and that's Dark Domains. Wow. Dark Domains was put out by Laboratory H and Jeff Horger. And the cool part about this game is, in, in a lot of fantasy style games, you're the good guy. You're the warrior, the barbarian, the, the the wizard going out to try to battle the evil in the world. In Dark Domains, you are the evil. So nice. it's, it's total role reversal, and the, the heroes are there to bother you. <laughs> and it's if you've played the game Pillars of the Earth, it's it's a very similar worker placement game that you get your workers, and then they do things in a path. And the, the path is like the, the comparable parts of Pillars of the Earth. But it's, it's a really fun game. And everybody I've played it with 
ha- has also said, wow, this is, I, I didn't expect this to be as fun as it was. So yeah. Dark Domains is my number three favorite Kickstarter. Okay, awesome. I've not played that one. I've heard of it, but I've not played it. Yeah, and I've seen you play it, I think, at MaxCon or at a different con. I just never have gotten in the game, but I've always been interested by it. And I was, especially since it was the, the, the folks that helped you kind of move your project to where it needed to be. So that's that's good selection. So you're, you're saying the next Double D Con will pull that out? Absolutely. I got to try play it. it. Yeah, play it. play it. Yeah. My yeah. name comes up on the die. I'll know what to pick. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I'll go to my number three. So I didn't, you know, I'm not going to use the same criteria that Darren's going to use because I feel like I backed all of these projects thinking they may not come out in retail, but the reality is all of them, I believe, did or, but I didn't know that at the time, which is why I soured on Kickstarter. But so my number three, I'm going to pick a button shy game. Um, I'm going to pick Agropolis. So this is the um, successor to Sprawlopolis. Uh, the second in line. Now, I didn't back Sprawlopolis on Kickstarter. I think I actually got it at PAX, or I just ordered it from their website. But I did that, back... That's the one with the cities, Sprawlopolis, yeah. the roads. Okay, yeah, Right, yeah. so 18 cards, and um, it's basically a solo or a co-op game. I play it solo, mostly, um, where you're trying to lay out these cards in, in a way to, to score points and beat these uh, scoring conditions that you have. So every game you flip over three cards, those are your scoring conditions, Every game, the scoring conditions change. So Sprawlopolis was the original one. It's based in the city. Agropolis is based in the countryside. And now the newest one I backed is called Natureopolis. And huh. eventually you're going to be able to combine all three into this ginormous game. Um, of, And it's the same concept. You're just laying out cards, trying to match territories together, build cities, build roads, things like that. So that's a cool one. I really like those. They're so portable and I, you can play them solo and it's, it's 10 minute game. I take them when I go on work trips and stuff. And that was probably less than 20 bucks, right? Oh, the, all those games are $10. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a big point. Yeah. yeah. I have a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Those are good games. Yeah. All right. And, and obviously I have an affinity for button shy. Now I will tell you, no spoiler alert. Some of them make the duds list, um, oh. but but more often than not, they're winners. Like two thirds of the time, they're yeah. they're my favorite games. Nice. All right. Well, um, so before I do my number three, I forget to mention that uh, two of my th- top three Kickstarters are also in my top ten games of all time. Oh my gosh! We just recorded yes. this episode. I we should, did. I, I should know, know this. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't. Um, you won't know. And I had to look to remember, too. But so uh, number three for me is Yido. Uh, uh, yes. Yido's been the favorite game of mine for a long time. I got it, I don't know when it originally came out, but probably 10 years ago. It wasn't on Kickstarter. Um, and it's always been in one of my top 10, if not top five games. In fact, the last list that made number five. But then two or three years ago, they brought it back. It was never a hugely popular game. They brought it back to Kickstarter and made a deluxe version. And so for me, this is why I put a number three on the list because it's a game I played before, but its initial production was very plain. Well done, but very plain. There's a deluxe edition, which I love now, and it brings it to a whole new audience that people who probably hadn't discovered it before. I mean, it's one of those big box deluxe edition, you know, the 
the, the box is like a foot tall and it weighs 50 pounds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I assume that's what Lords of Baseball will be. <laughs> it, there, there is an option available for a wooden box that does increase the weight a little bit. So. I'm in. I'm not <laughs> sure that's, about 50 pounds, but, <laughs> it, but that's, it has some bulk to it. That's why I put this at number three on my Kickstarter list because I like the, that those kind of exclusive editions, deluxe editions, which a lot of times you can only get on Kickstarter. Yes. Um, and certain games, like if it's a game like Edo, I love, like I want that, you know. And so it's cool that these deluxe editions, which might or these stretch goals, which might not otherwise be produced. Um, come to life because of Kickstarter and we see a lot more of that in these games so Edo for me is is an example of, of one of those reasons uh, why I think Kickstarters uh, for me I, I always check out those type of games so Edo is my number three I like it alright Max what do you got for number two so for number two I, I checked and this game is in my top ten if, for those of you who care but it, it's just on the outside of the top five. It, it comes in at number six. But it's probably by a designer that I own the most games of. Wow. And it's a friend, friend of the show, Dr. Finn. Mm. And it's uh, Cosmic Run Regeneration. Yes. Cosmic Run Regeneration is a re-implementation of Cosmic Run where the the timing of the end of the game has been updated and like in the first game it was all based on die rolling like where theoretically you could play a seven hour game if the dice just <laughs> hit the yeah. yeah but in in this game the game will end based on card flips so you, you have to be mindful of that and it's it's yahtzee with dice it that's at the bottom at the end of the end of the line that's what it is and it's a, it's a fun game that you know that my family will play with me you know, my, my, my wife and son and the, the people who live near me, um, they're, they're not into super massive, heavy, thinky games. And they also don't want to learn rules all that often. So with <laughs> Cosmic Run Regeneration, you can teach while you play, which is, yes, which is yeah. a big plus for me. And it's, it's one of the most played Kickstarter games as well. Like if I look at most value bang for the buck, it comes in at number four. I've paid uh, $2 per play, which is yeah. phenomenal. So, <laughs> yeah. Gun Regeneration is number two. I like it. That's, and, a, that's a great pick. And you taught us Cosmic Run, which long time you, run, I own Cosmic Run, the original. And in fact, I just saw it on the shelf this week. I'm like, oh, I got to play that again. And they run. I think you have Regeneration. I have Regeneration. Yeah, that was yeah. one of the first yeah. games we learned and played with you. That was probably one yeah. of the first Dr. Finn games I ever played. Um, but yeah, he's a great example of a designer that 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 definitely takes advantage and needs Kickstarter mm -hmm. um, to get his games out. And I don't think without yeah. it, he would have as much distribution ability so that's that's yeah. a great example yeah that's a good one excellent they what's your number two all right uh my number two this was the straw that unfortunately broke my kickstarter's <laughs> back i don't i don't, yes. that's, I don't know if that analogy makes sense but this is the game that after i backed it and got it and i saw it out in retail i was like why did i pay more money on kickstarter for it and it showed up in Barnes and Noble for all, you know, for at Ooh. all places. And that's where they really took a step back from Kickstarter. However, really liked this game. And I backed it not knowing if it would, you know, ever come out in retail. And that's uh, Parks. 
And, ah, yes. And mm-hmm. Now, I know I've played Parks with you, Darren. I don't know, Max, yeah. if you've ever played it. I, you taught me Parks at the Double D Con we had in 2019. Oh, okay. And, and it immediately made my, my wish list, and I just got it for Christmas in 2021. Nice. Oh, nice. Along with so, so yeah, I'm, I'm all in on parks, man. It is a beautiful game. It's about the nat- exploring national parks, and the game is is fun. You're moving down a trail, taking actions, and with the goal of collecting different parks cards to get points. I won't go into too much detail, but I backed the game thinking if this game is terrible, the 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 park cards with all the national parks, I'll just frame them and have a nice little wall art. So (laughs) that was the original intent, but I really got bummed out when I saw it in Barnes and Noble, like a week after I got it. So it wasn't like they, you know, realized it was a smash hit. They were releasing it in retail regardless. So, you know, either way, still a great game. I've gotten both the expansions for it. Uh, Howie just made me a nice 3D printed insert, which is beautiful. It fits everything in one box. So I'm still all in. And it, uh, let's see, where does it make it on my list? It's my third most played Kickstarter um, at 18 plays right now. Oh, wow. Huh. So I have a similar experience with Kickstarter where I kind of changed my outlook on it when a game that I backed for like 55 bucks plus $10 in shipping showed up like two months later for $24 and free shipping, you know, Uh, that did change my mind about Kickstarter. For me, it was a game called fields of green, um, which Hmm. isn't a terrible game. Um, I don't think I've played it with you, Dayron. No, I don't even know. I've never heard of it. Yeah. It it, it never became super popular. That's, and it's not a bad game. It just never became super. I mean, we were talking years ago, but then that made me rethink, why am I backing this? If it's just going to come to retail, and cost much less. Now with parks, uh, I mean, that might not have made it to retail and you'd be happy to have it. So, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I went into it with the best of intentions. Right. But then, yes. but then I, when I realized like, uh, you know, yeah. if, if it's a really good game, like you said, it's going to come out yeah. in, in, in retail. So I really, now I'm not going to, I don't generally don't back games, like Button Shy is local to us, and I like their stuff, so I'll always back their stuff. Obviously, Max's thing—he paid me, but he's—I'm gonna—I'm gonna back it because he bribed me. <laughs> but like, that's what I want to. You can't say that. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't edit that out. <laughs> but but that's really what it what it comes down to. Like, yeah, yeah I, I realize a designer that. is different than then I need this game at the cheapest I can get it. And, and I don't need to take know? chances anymore. Like I realize yeah. that a game, if a game's good, it'll come out. I'd rather play it first unless it's a known entity to me. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree. You. So that was my number two parks. All right. So my number two is a game I've occasionally mentioned before. It's called Googong. Googong. <laughs> <laughs> is that a game or is that a product you buy on QVC? No, it's, it's a legit game. I'm, I'm getting a theme here, like an East Asian theme. <laughs> well, yeah, I do like, so I do like, I, everybody knows I like pirate games, and I do like uh, Asian theme games, Japanese games. Careful. Especially. Don't get racist here. <laughs> <laughs> but I like that theme. So, uh, you know, Googong attracted me because of that theme. And the gameplay is a worker placement game. I'm not saying it, it might be in my top 20 games, top 30 for sure. It's a game we really like. But if I hadn't have seen it on Kickstarter 
with a name like Gugong, I would have never, you know, looked at it again. It, you know, if it showed up on Amazon, I would have just scrolled right by it, you know. Yep. <laughs> and and I think that's what's happened to the game. It's still in retail, but I don't know anybody else who's played it besides me. Yeah, and I've, I've never heard of it, and right. I've heard of a lot of games. <laughs> I know, and it's a, Max, you would like it. You would really like it uh after i think i did bring it to wc but i have to play with some guaranteed you would like it you guys would both uh, like it. it's a worker placement really fun kind of little like if you mark like marco polo mm-hmm. it's similar to that in some way um but it just never got the attention it's one of those games if it wasn't for kickstarter might not have been produced and also i got the deluxe edition which is awesome it's well that's that's a requirement sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you can't get the deluxe edition as far as i know like i looked on amazon the the regular editions for sale but you can't get the deluxe edition and the production on this deluxe edition was really over the top uh really really nice production so that adds something to it um but it's game that i if it wasn't for kickstarter i definitely wouldn't have played it and i'm Glad I play it. It'll always remain in my collection. We play it several times a year still. I've probably had it two or three years now. Maybe three or four years. Uh, so a little while, and we still play it. And So it's a good one. So that's uh, Gugong. It's definitely. <laughs> I'm just thinking about Max's comment. It's a product you, you would buy on QBC. <laughs> it's Goobygon. <laughs> that's where my mind went. Yeah, it's, no, it's, that's it's cleaning, true. It's a cleaning product. I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's why I'm glad I was able to snag it off of Kickstarter. It's amazing how much the name of a game can really probably push it in one direction or another. I'm sure, Max, you know better than, than us being on the design side like yeah. in with the producers of these games, like some somebody should go through and look and be like, ah, I mean, I know it's about the you know Gugong whatever dynasty, but I don't think it's yeah. going to sell. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I I looked. I backed that game in 2018. Okay. Uh, and is there a real Gugong dynasty, or do I just offend? Everyone? No, it's a. I think it's a city, but ah, something whatever. Like that. Maybe it's a dynasty. I don't know, but it's a something. Uh, so it's based on some historical stuff, but I don't sure. remember that. I try to block that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the history get in the way of a No, yeah, the history ruins it. <laughs> All right, Max, number one. So my, my, my number one, I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story because I think this is a, a really interesting game and, and how it was invented. So back in 2012, there was a game that came out called The Manhattan Project, and it was designed mm-hmm. by someone named Brandon Tibbetts. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool worker placement game, and I learned it, and I thought it was fun, and, and it was really cool. And then a couple of years later, I hear of another Manhattan Project game that was not designed by Brandon Tibbetts. This was designed by uh, two fellows named Tom Jolly and Luke Laurie. And it was called the, the Manhattan Project Energy Empire. And I looked at the Kickstarter and the artwork was the same. And it just, it looked really cool. And I could not wait to not only back it, but get my hands on it and actually play it because it looked really cool. Uh, spoiler alert, uh, Manhattan Project Energy Empire is my number one. Uh, <laughs> as, as far as as far as games, it's, it's in my top five. It's... Oh, uh, now I have to look just so I'm uh, very, it's number five all time f- for me. I have played it enough that my dollar per play value is at like a dollar 70 nice. and it just keeps going down because this is a game that I will continue to play. Uh, the, the expansion for it, cold war just came out. I just got it this year 
and it adds it it does what an expansion is supposed to do it doesn't change the game it adds a little bit to it and changes the flavor just uh, just slightly but uh the manhattan project is a, a worker placement game in the same vein as its predecessor the manhattan project but i thought it was totally interesting in that a totally different designer took it upon themselves to make a different game it's not the sequel which i'm going right. to talk about here in a little bit but it's it's just a standalone hey look at me over here huh. yeah. and it's one of my favorite games it's phenomenal i think huh. and you've taught that to both of us we've played that it was years ago i believe so. I, i've yeah, taught it to yeah. a lot of people i've played yeah, it yeah we played it enough. years ago yeah uh, i played several I, variations i think minutes to midnight or something is one of the so, so minutes to midnight is actually the sequel that brandon tibbetts did okay okay maybe is that the one we played there on I, we, we definitely I played, played that with that. howie okay okay it's very so, confusing though <laughs> <laughs> but, but I have so enjoyed in, the games in the universe. Like there's actually, when, when you talk about Gugong as a name, if, if someone makes a game that starts the Manhattan project and it's in this family, I don't have to research it. I'm going to buy, I'm going to bid on it. it. I'm going to back it. There's four or five, I think in, in the family that are just really just great games. Even chain reaction, which is a, a filler card game. It's one of my most played filler games. And it's, again, one of those you can teach it as you play it. So I love anything Manhattan Project related. So I've actually backed Manhattan Project Chain Reaction on Kickstarter. I have it from Kickstarter. And it is a great filler game. Yeah. So Now, would you back Manhattan Project Gugong Dynasty? <laughs> and not only will I back it, I think that's the next design project I'm going to work on. <laughs> Perfect. Any, apparently anybody can design a Manhattan Project. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. That's interesting too. That's a different. I didn't know it was a different designer. That's that's interesting. All right, Dayron, what is your number one? Oh, here we go. My most played Kickstarter by far, easily doubling the next one, and easily the most money I spent on a Kickstarter. Mm. So maybe, and you know what this one is, right? Yes. All right. So this was probably the biggest leap I took into Kickstarter, and I was like, this could be a disaster. Um, and it was Restorations Games Fireball Island. Yes. So, so nice. we, this was, I was all in for it and all the expansions from the beginning. It was like $160 maybe. Yeah. I had never spent, at that time, I don't think, I think the most I spent on a years game. years ago. Yeah, yeah. It was like $50 on like a yeah. retail game. I don't buy big games, like generally. So... I just went all in and I was like, oh my gosh, if this is terrible, this is going to be a disaster. But um, it, I mean, you guys have played it or, or at least seen it. It's not the world's most strategic or heavy game. It is goofy fun. We who do we, we played it with Carly, right, on the uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's goofy fun and it has become a big hit with the family. Yeah, it's um, a great family game. Yeah, so I've played it 47 times now. Wow. It's, it's almost up to the 50 club. Um, just, wow. just played it last week uh, I think with Emma and Jacob so we're still playing it uh, and that's why it makes my number one just because it was the most expensive but it actually has definitely gotten its money's worth now this is a game that's also at target and barnes and noble now but i don't think they knew i don't think they could produce these games without kickstarter because no and it wasn't early on no. like now no. it is but early on you couldn't get it if you didn't have the kickstarter so 
you know, in that case, I think it was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And the whole basis of this company is they're taking old games and redoing them. So they don't, they don't know if they have the market for it and they're taking they're, they're And these are big projects. Like the yeah. amount of work that went into creating this like 3d plastic, big mountain volcano Island, like it wasn't cheap. So I get why they have to, they had to go to Kickstarter, but yeah, yeah, that, that easily, that when we thought about making this list, I'm like, that's easily my number one. No, no questions asked. For sure. That's a good one. Very good one. Uh, and for a while, I wished I would have backed that. But since you had a copy, I got to play it enough. But yeah. I almost bought it a few times since because it is such a good game. So what I've heard about the, some of the retail versions, especially the, I think the one at Target, is it's like a lesser quality. Yeah. And that game's already flimsy enough where yeah. I wouldn't yeah. want any lesser quality because I think That's- that could easily break. Yeah, that's I. I was like, nah, I'm good, and it takes up a lot of space, like mm-hmm. a lot of space. But it's just, it's kind of unwieldy. So. It is unwieldy. It's definitely yeah. one of the bigger boxes I have on yes. my shelf. Yeah. All right. Well, my number one, to nobody's surprise, is <laughs> bites. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you're not serious, are you? Uh, no, but I did back <laughs> Bytes on Kickstarter, and I just backed the expansion to Bytes today. More Bytes? <laughs> so there's, yeah, there's like, it's called uh, New Recipes. Oh, New Recipes okay. Bytes. So I did back Bytes on Kickstarter. But today, no. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> no, the expansion today. Okay. And it comes with comes with some Bytes promo cards, which I don't know what that is, but anything Bytes, I'm in. <laughs> so Okay. All right, so no, no, my number one is, I've talked about this game before, Coloma, okay. uh, which in my uh, list of top 10 games is number six. And this is a really good example of a game that I don't even think you can get in retail anymore. I don't know anybody else who has it, who has played it. Um, Dave Ron, you have to play it sometime, but it's a game we play here all the time. The theme is like the Gold Rush, Old West, and it's kind of a... Uh, worker placement, but also um, w- hidden action selection game where we're all, we're, you know, I'm going to go to this space and you're going to go to this space, like uh, Pirate's Cove, if you ever played that. Mm-hmm. And then if two people go to the same place, somebody gets a penalty. So it's it's hard to describe, but it's very thematic, again, because it was the Kickstarter, I have a deluxe version, so the gold nuggets that you put in the 3D mine cart instead of being yellow coo- uh, cubes are actually like little gold nuggets. They're probably not really gold. They're probably plastic, but still, we pretend like they're <laughs> really gold. <cool. laughs> you got to get it real gold. Like, come on. Yes. So the production's I, cool because it's a Kickstarter, you know. Um, but the game is great, and I love it. It's made my number six games of all time. And I, honestly, I've never... F- played it if it wasn't for the fact that it was on kickstarter you know uh, and i don't know anybody else who's has it or has played it and you can't really get it easily now and this is one where i'm shocked i'm kind of surprised um i'm just really surprised it's not more popular i don't know why it never caught on it's just one of those things i think it's a game that should have it just for whatever reason didn't get the uh, publicity that I think it deserves. Its name sounds like a medical procedure, maybe. That- <laughs> <laughs> that's just true. One reason it's attractive because I lived out there. Uh, a lot of the towns are Coloma and Hangtown and Folsom, and so I lived in that region. Oh. So I was like, oh, I, that's really why I bought it. I'm like, I like all you know, all that area. So. I'm going to buy this because it's kind of familiar to me. 
That was really one of the driving factors of why I backed it. And I looked at it, I'm like, all right, it looks like something I'd like. Um, but for whatever reason, it's not a wasn't a huge hit as much as I thought it should be. It's a well-reviewed game, but it's just never got really popular. And it's not even that old. I think it was, maybe I've had it for like three years now. Three or four at the max, and I don't even think you can find it in retail anymore. So Okay. So that's Coloma. If you do get a chance to ever play it, I definitely recommend it. All right. So now well, there, you want to do some honorable mentions. If you have any of the ones that just didn't quite make the list, but you want to throw them out there. Yeah, Max, what do you got I mean, for me? I'll, I'll tell you my the, the best value for me okay. was, was another was a Dr. Finn experiment where he put four games into one Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You've got Biblios, Quill and Parchment, Mining Colony, Nanga Parbat, and Butterfly Garden. Mm. And the original Kickstarter, he, he was going to have a game called Cosmic Run Mining Colony, where, again, like Cosmic Run is very similar to the Manhattan Project. You could put Cosmic Run in front of Gugong, and I'm going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think Cosmic Run is really fun for me. So when I looked into Cosmic Run Mining Colony, I'm like, all right, boom, back, auto back. And it didn't fund, but then he took the same kind of concept, took the Cosmic Run off of it, just changed it to Mining Colony, and then threw in three more games and ran a, a special where you, you could back for one or all four and I, I backed for all four. I, the price, then this was four games worth, was about $90. Yep. But the amount of times I've played each one of those games, I'm down to like 29 cents per play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, I mean, that's you can't you can't do anything for a quarter anymore. So no, that, that's good. As far as best value goes, that was definitely the best value for me. Okay, so I backed that same Kickstarter, and I am ashamed to say that one of those four is one a game I have not played yet, and that's that's Mining Colony. I don't know why Butterfly Garden. (laughs) Oh, and that's that's out of that group. That's my most played. Uh, Okay. (laughs) Now, granted, I haven't played them a lot. Actually, when I was at PAX last year, I demoed Nangapar Bat a lot, so I didn't count those as plays. Uh, but that's a good two-player game. But yeah, every time I take out Mining Colony, I read the rules, and then I'm like, "Eh, I'm not. I don't. I just didn't want to play it at the time. Then I forget how to play, and I have to bring it back." <laughs> so I'm, you're just gonna have to teach me the game, Max. And then yeah, I'll do my best. It's it's not it's not a bad game. You know what? It's a game you would like because it's it's puzzly. Yes, yes, and, and I like everything about it. There's like a bidding, right, an auction, and then you're you're kind of. Well, the, uh, the auction is more along the lines of you have a hand of cards and you put one down face down and then you flip them over and then whoever's the highest card gets right. to gets to pick. So it's not really an auction, but it's an auction blind bid sort of thing. Yeah, there you, yeah. I, I, and I and I like that mechanic and I like the 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 spatial element of it. I just can never play it. And so you, your job is to be to teach me. I'm not good at it. I know I know how to play. I don't know how to play. Right. If that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, that that was a good selection. Um, but any other honorable mentions? Uh, the, the other ones that came up to mind, uh, there was a game called Campaign Manager. That I mean, I love election games. Uh, for as long as I remember, I remember being a seventh grader playing this computer game where I could be Abraham Lincoln and I'm going up against. Uh, oh, I, I'm drawing a blank now. Whoever lost like six hundred to nothing in the eighties, and it. it I, I turned it into a Ronald sporting Reagan. game. <laughs> no, he's not guy, he's, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> he's the guy who won. The guy, the guy he beat. Uh, 
so I, I turned election games into like a sport. Like I'm, this is my team. You have your team and we're going to play campaign manager took that election game concept and made it multiplayer okay. where now with, with the new green party expansion that I just got a couple of days ago, uh, you can play up to eight players. Now I don't think I'd want to play up to eight players. <laughs> I, I think I'd want to cap it at four, but still we're talking about an election game, which is normally one-on-one that you can now play with, you know, multiplayer. I think that's yeah. really cool. Interesting. I, re- and I would and really it's like card to driven. Okay. And it's a card driven game, which is like right in my wheelhouse. Okay. All right. Thanks. They run. Do you have any honorable mentions? Yeah, just okay. real quickly, I'll go. I got it. one Dr. Finn. I'm going to put School of Sorcery on there. Um, that's a two-player um, Harry Potter-ish themed game. Um, I play it with my son a lot, so that's a good one. Uh, I put Burgle Brothers 2 on there. Mm. Um, that's one I backed, and that's a cooperative game where you're breaking into a casino, and the box turns into the board, and it's ridiculously fragile, but it, it all somehow works. Um, and the final one I put on there is Fire in the Library. Now, I think I played oh, this yes. with you guys. Yes. It didn't go over very well when I played it at the WBCs one time, but it's a kind of push your luck, um, save books from a burning library. It all goes to, to pot really quickly. Um, but it's been a good one with the family, too. And for value-wise, that was a $19 game. And I like that one. It, and it came in a box that looks like a library it look, book. It looks yeah. like a book, yeah. Yeah, it, I was like, I don't know how they got away with a $19 price tag on that thing, but so, so that one made my other honorable mention. That's my, that's my second most played Kickstarter actually at 20 for fire. Hmm. Library, so, wow. Nice. Um, all right. Well, I have, like I said, a lot of my Kickstarters are games that are easily accessible in retail. And I just happen to get them on Kickstarter. I mentioned a few, but also clans of Caledonia kickstarted, mm. uh, welcome to, I kickstarted. So, oh. so a lot of games like that, you know, that, don't need kickstarter for but the ones that were on kickstarter maybe not might be not so popular awkward guests which is a game i really like it's a clue on steroids uh, a lot more involved clue that's a great one campy creatures we oh. talked about it that was a kickstarter um and then i think the one uh the point i was one called ancient world it's a game the second edition it's a game an older game by ryan lockett and it came to Kickstarter, and I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'll back it. And I probably would have never played it if it wasn't for the, the Kickstarter. I'm sure the first edition was fine. I never played it. But uh, it's a really great game um, that you know, I probably wouldn't have seen if it wasn't for Kickstarter. So those are the big ones for me. Nothing, nothing nice. crazy. I didn't know you kickstarted Campy Creatures. That's a Yeah, I, a lot of the, ga- a lot a of the game. more mainstream games that I have, I have got through Kickstarter. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's quite a few. I, I didn't know Welcome Two was a Kickstarter. Yeah, I Kickstarter. That. that was a that was a game I actually bought in a game store in New York City. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> just just because I was there and like, oh, I want to go to this game store because I've heard about it. Now I'm here. I might as well buy something. And it was it was there and it was reasonably priced. You're yeah, obligated per- to buy something at that point. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, kind of, I did feel obligated. <laughs> I, walked, for- I walked seven blocks. I wasn't even empty handed. <laughs> <laughs> and for me, like, welcome to, I backed on the second printing. So a lot of these games that I got on Kickstarter, I got on the second time around. Sure. So. All right, now the good part. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the duds. And I know Dayron has a lot. <laughs> well, let, we'll let, so we'll let Max start. Cause. Well, I, I have two. And 
I I don't necessarily know that they're they're duds. They just didn't hit with me. The one of them is the most that I've spent on a Kickstarter, but it was because that I I backed a card that I I put my dad's name on it and my dad's football number and jersey number whatever. It's a game called Techno Bowl. If, oh, yeah. if you ever played the video game Tech yeah. Super Bowl, it's, yeah. based, it's based on that. So it popped my, my eyes right away. And it's it's not that it's a bad game. I think I just haven't been able to figure out the rule book. <laughs> and and that, that's a me thing, honestly. Uh, I, when, when I learned Carcassonne, my brother-in-law had to teach me because I couldn't get through the rules. Huh. And, that's, and that's Carcassonne. So Techno Bowl's rules... And people who play the game online a lot will say something similar. Like they've made their own kind of version of it. I just, I'm not a learner that I can read like a manual. I need to get my hands dirty and, and do something. And I have, I haven't seen any enough videos on it that I can figure it out. Yeah. Um, I brought it to WBC once in the hopes that someone smarter than me could play it with me and teach me. And the guy who sat down with me and tried to learn it with me, his name is Dave, good buddy of mine. But I mean, he was working on three hours sleep himself. So <laughs> neither one of us could figure it out. We kind of looked at each other like, man, you, do you want to, do you want to just play brew crafters? Okay. Sure. <laughs> so I'm, I'm disappointed in myself that I haven't figured it out yet. And I, I haven't gotten rid of it. People on it's, it's one of those games that, you know, without Kickstarter, it doesn't exist. Right. And it's popular. I could probably I could probably get my money back for it if I wanted to, but I don't want to until I play it and realize it's not for me. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Now, All would right. you get extra money because there's a card with your dad's picture on it? I ab- not not his picture. So it's it's our name. Oh. And okay. So the, so the game is based on the on the NFL, so they can't use you know the actual names of teams. Right. The team that I I made a card for was the. The Midway Monsters, which is the bear. I'm a Bears fan, so right. I have a a Jamelli card for the Bears, and I'd have to check. I think he's number fifty six. That that was my dad's football number. So I made I made the card like for him, it, without knowing that the actual jersey number means something in the game. So like the oh, higher right. numbers are, the better you are at certain things. Uh, huh. So you know he's, he's an interesting card in that he he works for some things. Okay. Hmm. But yeah, that's, I think it's a good game. It's just, I haven't figured it out yet. Hmm. Dayron, should I do my duds before you go wild? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. (laughs) You got so many. Um, I actually only have one. I mentioned, uh, like you said before, like I backed this game Fields Green, and that kind of soured me. It wasn't a bad game, though. I would play it again. I still own it. Um, But the one dud, I would say. Um, that I got was the one day, Ron, you played with me called Beer Empire. Oh, yeah. You didn't yeah. like that? No, I Beer Empire. I have yeah. that game. I've I played it a couple of times. I actually kind of liked that. I like the production. I think it's, and I like the idea. It's one of my early Kickstarters. I like the idea and I like the production, but I just, and Dayron played it with me, and it's just the gameplay was, eh. It's not a terrible game. But it's like it's not broken. Dayron will tell us about some terrible games. <laughs> like, like Beer Empire is not a terrible game. It, it really isn't. Um, it's just to me, it was kind of flat. And so 
that's five beer is not good beer. Like. No, yeah, and, and and I really like the production, and I remember it being really cheap and everything, and and so and I still have it, and I would play it again, but it's not. It's just it was disappointing, um, and if I had played it first, I would not have kickstarted it. So I don't have many duds, and, for, and so for me that was like the closest to it. Uh, okay. I remember playing that game with you. I don't remember why it was bad, but I remember just being like, "No, it this is this fine. is not good." Yeah, <laughs> this it is, just was. Eh, it's yeah. fine, like, but nothing great. So, so not a dud, like, and certainly at the cost I spent for it, like, not like you know, I was angry, you know, but uh, unlike Dayron, who got some pretty bad games. Well. Let's just be fair here. No, there are some pretty yes. good games. So, <laughs> it, just to put it in context, I got to explain how my kickstarting began. Um, and Darren, you know this story, like why yes, it started. I, it involves an angry weekend and drinking. Yeah, sort of, sort of. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the quick version. But we were on and. God forbid if this person listens to the podcast, but I don't think they do. So we're on, it's Howie. We're talking no, about Howie. <laughs> it is Howie. So we um, every year for several years we would go down to um, our our friend uh, Becky's beach house as a family. Mm-hmm. It's also where we went for double decon. Yeah. Um, but we would go as a family in the summer and spend a week at the beach um, and my wife. I think it was the first year, or the second year, invited her old friend from back from back 30 years ago or 20 years ago. Um, and they had two little kids just like us a little bit younger, but it was just a disaster all around. Like the kids were awful. They were awful. Like it just, it, it was, it wasn't fun. Like we were stuck for a week in the house with them. We, we weren't enjoying ourselves and like at night, like the kids were, wouldn't go to sleep. So we couldn't do anything. And I would be, just be sitting there on my phone, like, trying to occupy myself with something. And I started browsing Kickstarter. So I'm like, all right, I'm really bored. Like they weren't playing, we weren't playing games really. They weren't into it. Um, and, and I just gotten pretty into the hobby at that point. I think I remember at that time, like I just gotten sushi go party and I was like, Oh, pick and pass games are awesome. Like treasure hunter, anything where you're drafting or seven wonders. <laughs> so I'm like, great. I'm just going to find that game that has the mechanic of, take a card and pass. I don't care what it is. I'm going to buy it. And that's what I did. So that's why I got Egyptian architects. And oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember why that game was really bad, but it looked like it was $10 mm. and it looked like somebody just took an old box and sh- like a card box bicycle and just drew over it yeah. with an Egyptian theme and shoved cards into the box. And I think you were, is trying to design a pyramid. I don't. Do you yeah, remember, remember anything about it? I remember the pyramid and the really art. Like I could design art. Like it, it, <laughs> was, it was awful, but it truly was a game that I can't even believe it funded. But it never would have gotten made. Like this was somebody made yeah. it, like hand made it almost. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Dayron bought it, sucker. And I bought it, <laughs> and I bought it. And so the same week, I also backed a game called moonshine run now the the theme of moonshine run is your your bootleggers trying to smuggle liquor past the police like great theme uh yes now this comes in a slightly more well-made card box 
but they there was also tokens when i got the box it was like bursting at the seams there was tokens like spilling out of it they just they're like i'm not gonna put a put the cards in a regular size game box i'm just gonna shove them in like a bicycle card deck box and put tokens in there too now (laughs) i would say this game was more broken than egyptian architects i don't think egyptian architects was broken i don't think it was broken it just was boring (laughs) (laughs) it was boring now moonshine run what i remember from it is playing it with howie and you would be flipping over cards and trying to elude the police and and it was howie's turn and it was like three quarters of the way through and he flips over a card it was like i don't know what it did but he lost everything (laughs) and he was like what like Just just what just happened and and so well, I will never forget that. We've never played either of those games again, but I do want to bring them out for that purpose. Like, though, those were terrible, objectively terrible games. They were, yes. And I just and they got were like them. your early Kickstarters. Yeah, yeah, that was that like first yeah. week. I think they were my f- like second or third yeah. uh, Kickstarters I ever back. Is going back order. I think the first one I ever did was Now Boarding, which is a Fowers games, and it's a legit co op game. Yeah. yeah. It, it went downhill quickly after that. <laughs> yeah. I'm amazed you backed anything after something like that, like an experience like that. It took a while. I think what what brought me back in looking at my list was Fire in the Library was early on too. And then when I realized, okay, that's a good game if you just do some research. Like That's no. the key. That's no. the key. The games like you described, they're on, there's like a hundred of them on Kickstarter at any time. Yeah. So you, there are, I mean... You you have to do a little research and be like, you know, read the rules maybe and just see, does this sound like a legit game? See what else they've uh, put out before. Right. You know, like what other games, what other Kickstarter projects they've done before, you know, and see how successful they've been. I think my name is in one of those two rule books, though, because <laughs> wow. it's a Kickstarter stretch goal. So I obviously have hey, to. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and and the, my third dud and i would i don't know if this is a bad game or not now this is a button shy game which i said some some of them are hit or miss this was a solo game and it was called pentaquark now i could not i was suffering the max problem i could not understand how to play the game it was something about matching up protons and neutrons and flipping cards and pentaquarks i don't even know what a pentaquark is but it's some sort of it's physics. five quarks okay yeah <laughs> yeah well, I don't know what a quark is. I mean, it's, it's, it's a science term. <laughs> so, so <laughs> right, science. it's a science thing. So I give it to the smartest person I know, which is Howie, and he can't figure it out. I'm like, we're done here. <laughs> we're not playing this game. <laughs> Wait a second. I thought I was the smartest person you know. Uh, it was before I met you. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I should have given it to you too, but I, we <laughs> neither of us could figure it out. So that one left the building, but I would say that was my third biggest dud only because I I couldn't play it. I could not figure out how to play it. Yeah. And that's legit. If you can't figure out a game, I mean, yeah, it's not worth it. (laughs) So that's it. I'm only going to give you three. There were some other duds in there, but those are easily the biggest ones. Yes. Yeah. Far and away. (laughs) Yeah. I remember playing moonshine run and be like, this game's broken. Like it's it's just broken. Like, Nobody play not, tested it. No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's no way they play tested because this is not fun. It's miserable. <laughs> it's <not. laughs> so, all right. Well, with that, um, that is our uh, top and bottom 
uh, <laughs> Kickstarter games. Um, so um, I'll continue to use Kickstarter. Uh, Max, I assume you'll oh. keep up, kickstarting stuff. Uh, up through the Lords of Baseball campaign, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you but, know I'm going to violate my own Kickstarter rule for this year that I set because of Max's Kickstarter. So Because your name is in the rule book. Yes. Oh, yes. Is, my, is my name in the rule book? Oh, wait, no. Oh, no. yes. <laughs> I, I, both your names are in the rule book, I believe. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> primarily as, as primary playtesters. Yeah, you guys are. That's all big, big news now, right? Yeah. Well, you I'm, guys have, you have made it. <laughs> I, I'm super excited for the Kickstarter, and I can't imagine what you're feeling right now. Um, it's awesome to finally see this come to light after me knowing you for five, six years now um, and playing it with your dad and you. It only so, feels like four that we've known each other. How about I know. <laughs> pandemic skews everything. But uh, I'm happy that it's finally coming out. We're going to do everything we can to promote it and push it. Um, if it at all sounds interesting or you're just the type of person that likes to support people designing things and following their dreams and making good board games, go out there and, and back this thing. Get the deluxe edition. Get the... Get the Gugong version. Whatever the, you got yeah. here. Gugong version of Lords of Baseball. And, and just for your listeners, just for the listeners of the Double D Podcast, Board Game Losers, because I'm such a fan of you, uh, we decided to do some kind of cross-promotional uh, baseball card idea yes. where we're doing a, a giveaway of, uh, what do we call it, Board Game Loser baseball cards, where you, you can get your favorite loser on a baseball card, which functions in the game Lords of Baseball nice. as well. So th- there's a there's a way that you can enter a special contest through the, was it the Board Game Losers Instagram page, correct? Yes, yes. We will put the so, information up there after this episode drops, probably, unless I forget to do it, then it'll be awkward. <laughs> and I, I'm going to have a lot of Board Game Loser baseball cards <laughs> in my basement, which is okay, too. <laughs> So wait, you get to pick one of us to be on. Yeah, you get Darren or Darren. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> there, I, I had a couple. There, there was a Darren, a Darren, and like a group, like the Double D Con folks, and you know, okay. I guess, you know, your your listeners in Bangladesh might not know who Howie is, but you know, they really want a Howie baseball card. <laughs> Why not? Every, everybody knows who Howie. <laughs> or they might just, or you might just get a random baseball card that you know features the board games are for losers logo and. One of your favorite hosts, but that's that's something that uh, I thought would be neat, and it was an idea that really that came up from WBC this year. I forget what we were talking about, and I, I just looked at you and said, "Do you want a baseball card? I can make you a baseball card." And here we are. I just I made you a baseball card. I, I really thought you were just uh, making fun of me for some reason, but <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. And we're gonna put up information on Instagram. What I think we're gonna do is. Hey, if you listen to the show, if you see our Instagram post about it, just tag us in it and and Max will get you the card. And obviously you're going to pick me, not Darren, to be on your baseball card or that's you, that's you gave me a picture from Fenway Park. I'm not sure I should make any of your baseball cards. <laughs> okay, right. You're a Yankees fan, blah, blah, blah. Okay, and bye. If, and if, <laughs> if, if my card is more rare, it'll just sell for more on eBay in the aftermarket, so that's fine. Yeah, but your that's card fine. is rated R because you're not wearing pants in it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that, that is true. I've seen the card. No. I, I can vouch for that. that. That's awesome. Thanks for including us in it, and uh, I can't wait to get 
the most deluxified version of this game possible and, and play it with you for real, hopefully at the next WBC or if not, whenever that's, it comes out. That's the goal. Yeah, well, uh, Max, thanks uh, for coming on in all seriousness. Congratulations on the Kickstarter and the game. It's awesome that you got to this point. Um, and all our listeners, go check out Lords of Baseball on Kickstarter. It's available right now, so go check it out. Go get it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sayonara. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. For more information about the podcast, check out www.boardgamesareforlosers.com. If you have questions that you want answered on the show, or if you just want to tell us that you still think we're losers, you can email us at boardgamelosers at gmail.com. You can chat with other losers in our forums over at boardgamegeek.com by visiting guild number 3300. And don't forget to check out our amazing board game photography on Instagram by following at Board Game Losers.